Welcome to Tawana Talks. Today, I want to think about a phrase, having someone's back. Um, This is just a a concept that I was thinking of, and I had to actually, even while um, thinking of this, I had to write down some notes. So you're watching, you'll see me kind of referring to my notes because there are some major points that I want to that I want to hit on that I think are really important in my reflection of thinking about someone's having your back. And so it's funny because that phrase, I don't know when that phrase began and maybe I need to do some research on that and, and I can put that information in the description. If I do the research on it, then the uh, that information will kind of be in the description. Um, but uh, that phrase has been a phrase in existence for as long as I can remember in my life and by no means have I lived forever but you know having someone backs excuse me having someone's back has a meaning that you're looking out for them um has a meaning that you have their best interest at heart but with that same notion of having their best interest, in order to have someone else's best interest, you have to know that person. And so their best interest may not be your best interest for them. Um, their best interest is what's good for them. And, and oftentimes it could be what they think to be good for them but then in other times and i'm thinking as i'm thinking about this having someone's back also could mean that that person doesn't even know the things that you've had their back for because you've had their back and so it's a protective state and with a relationship like that there has to be trust right you know like if if you know to someone to have your back or for someone to have your back has to be trust the person having the back has to trust the person whose back they have or have a a level of love and trust and then the person whose back is being had (laughs) if you will have to trust the person who has their back now that's in a situation where you know there's a a communicated relationship there's a communicated agreement like i got your back you got my back or you know i know love and trust you so there's an unspoken um expectation of having someone's back um i want to talk a little bit about trust and knowing in order to have someone's back but before i do that it's important to kind of think about in the um tactical sense of your back and then the relational sense or the non-tactical or um, reflective sense you can't even see your back you can't even half the time scratch your back so they make these apparatus where you have to be able to reach or we grab for things like a comb or, or whatever or we ask other people our children hey can you scratch my back and even in that instance you're like up up to the left to the left no your other left right you down over oh it, and you're trying to be able to guide and navigate them to how to do the thing that you can't do that is so needed which is tending to your back you can't even wash your own back without having some sort of help whether that is um someone doing it for you like we wash our children's back or you have some type of tool um 
or in, in you know different ways of being able to do that but so the notion of the practicalness of you being able to tend to your back is unlikely because you can't even see it you need other things or people to be able to see your back tend to your back and even with that what they tell you or what you see there has to be a level of trust um, there has to be a level of knowledge to be able to communicate it in a way that you can see it even if you use something like a um, a piece of equipment to be able to do that um, but again <laughs> so I think about that with the uh, the thought process of you have to, you need people. Relationships are super duper important. And here's where I want to reflect some on my notes. Like relationships are important. It's important for the survival of life. It's important to get things done. Um, especially with things like things that are behind you. Things are that you can't even tend to. So there's some, some things that, you know, that you need to do independently or that you are doing independently, but even in the independent things, you need somebody to be able to fulfill the independent task that you have. So let's say you're a solopreneur, um, you have to have relationships to be able to build out your organization that you're building out. Um, you have to have some type of partnership to do the things that you're doing. Even as a solopreneur, you at some point are going to need, you know, staff for certain things or contract for certain things. And I'm going to talk about that um, a little bit later. But I thought about, um, remember when I was in the classroom teaching and you would have some kids that wanted to do something by themselves, but they didn't want to be bothered. And let me tell you, I get it because I was the student. I wasn't an introvert and I wanted to be like, no, I don't want to talk to people. I don't want to do anything. But when it came to doing my work or an assignment, I was like, I am not a group work person. I don't want to do group work. I, don't, I just want to get it done. Like, I don't want to converse about it. I want to talk about other stuff. I want to um, laugh about other things. I don't want to talk about work. I just want to get it done. So let me just do it now that has its own faults in itself and sometimes it's good to just zone in do the work get it done but other times um what teachers were teaching obviously was the whole notion of um, teamwork and working together and needing other people um and so i totally but i do totally get like why i don't want to do no work with nobody else i just want to do it by myself and we get like that sometimes and and there is some importance in doing some things by yourself but in every aspect you still need other people and so i remember telling my students um although you want to be left alone you're going to need people in life so i was like even if you say i'm going to be a gamer or i'm just gonna do you know be a self uh entrepreneur or and i don't think i used those terms back then but back then mm, rewind as if i'm so old but anywho i I'm sure I didn't use entrepreneur. I probably said something like if you're going to be working by yourself and loan or if you're going to, you know, have a business in your basement or something like that, you're still going to need people. And my um, notion of needing people to help them understand, like somebody has to deliver your mail. So you have to go and get your mail. 
you gotta go to the grocery store to get food and at this time so funny it wasn't even that far that long ago there wasn't the concept of ordering groceries and having them delivered at least it wasn't something that's as universal as it is now and so if you order groceries that was either elite or something that because there was some physical incapability or something like that but it wasn't something that was the norm now you can't catch me in a grocery store on a regular basis um i just that's just not my thing to do but anywho what i was saying was you know, you got to go to the grocery store, you know, you got to be able to interact with people to be able to do life, even if you are working independently. And so helping to understand at that time, and even now that the whole notion of you need people, relationships are important. And so um, thinking about um, the whole thing where I said, like, working independently like again even to this day there's some things that i'm just like i don't really want to work with nobody in this because i want to get it done um and there's some things that that too that in in my desire or um uh i guess it was desire but I'm, I'm thinking of another word that's not really coming to mind right now but uh, and my desire to just want to get it done and just do it. I think it comes a lot from not so much of I don't want to work with other people. It's just that I want to just get it done. And so even with that, I've been really, um, in some cases, been hasty to just get it done and get it done and put it out there. And then I've not relied on anyone or um, a group or a community or someone to work with. And that work with may not have been or doesn't always look like we do it together. That work with may look like I do it and then I just need you to kind of look it over, give your input um, and, and stepping out of my thought process of thinking of, of, of trying to be perfect or doing something perfect, having someone else look at it to be able to point out some things that I could have done different because I'm not all knowing or some things that didn't read well or wasn't received the way that I intended it to be received um, or find seeing some mistakes that I've made because when you're in it sometimes when you're in something so deep you your brain will automatically read what it is that or see what it is that you intended it to see so you are very you can't be objective to your own work in, in often cases so you you are you put out something that was not your best work because you didn't have someone do some reflection you didn't have someone to have your back and so I know that I put things out or done something it was like uh after fact like oh geez I wish I would have had someone to look at that and so going back to what I said I was um somewhere and someone had was talking about the same notion of being in situation and just being so used to just doing it by yourself until someone in their close proximity and relationship wise mentioned to them that they didn't feel like a partner they didn't feel like they belonged in that person's world and then it was a reflection to say wow i didn't really realize that until someone who was the partner uh, mentioned that and so the notion came up of independence is a trauma response and i know we have the whole song i n d e i'm independent you know um and that's a good thing to be able to do something independent but it becomes not so good when you do everything independent and even in your independent doing you don't have a community or a relationship to be able to lean on 
um, converse with, uh, bounce off of, to be able to put your best out there. Um, so independent does not mean you do it all on your own. The um, conception of an of, a, of an idea, the um, the action of the idea, so the execution of the idea, and then the delivery of the idea. In that chain of completion of something, you're going to need to work with somebody. Maybe the conception is the independent portion, the execution, or the conception could even be, you know, working, like I'm going to bounce this idea off of you, somebody that you trust, or the conception and the execution is all independent. But the delivery, there's a, a notion in there but being able to work with someone or however that looks. But that whole phrase, independence, is a trauma response. That stuck with me like wow like why do we oftentimes do feel the need to do things independently it oftentimes if you if you were to sit back and just think about some things that you've done like i don't need nobody or i don't need to work or i don't want to work with anybody i just want to get this done first of all even saying it like that comes off negatively i don't need anybody like you're you like i don't need anybody how often is that phrase said so calmly and um collectively like I don't I don't need anybody like that that phrase that doesn't even, doesn't even come off collaboratively or it was a positive light in it um but the next portion that was added to independence is a trauma response I think the next phrase that was added was made that phrase even more powerful and collectively that made more sense because if you just hear the phrase independence is a trauma response then you're like well, no, not really, because you can do a lot of things independently and not being able to understand that it doesn't mean you've done everything by yourself. It's some notion of that thing that you've done by yourself. You need somebody. Um, the next phrase was, it shouldn't be your SOP, your standard um, operating procedure. And so to me, what that meant was there are some things that you're going to do independently but through that process, you're going to need someone. And that also shouldn't be the way that you operate consistently because then you become in solace and you become solace. And, and we were made, we're not made to do things by ourselves. Heck, we can't even, we're not even made by ourselves. There has to be two individuals even make us. And so why do we get in the, the thought process of doing things by ourselves when we weren't even created in independently, um, if you will. And so um, other things that, that came to mind when thinking about that was um, with when completing a task and a task could be anything not just business but just doing things in life um the necessity of working in community or building relationships is so important because what that does is it allows you allows the task or the thing being done to be done with fidelity to be done with a level of excellence to be done with expertise because now you're not putting all of those things on your plate and so think about like the creating of a book like you write if you're writing the book you you came up with the idea you're writing the book now again it your job shouldn't be to proofread 
because one, your brain's going to read what you want it to say. And so now things have been missed. Giving it to an editor to be able to proofread it means that their only focus is on editing. So they don't have all the other tasks. They're not your creative designer who's creating your, your cover. You give that to someone else because then their only focus is creating the cover. Now, if you're an artist and you do that, I'm, this is just an example of partnering and building relationships and developing a community. The whole notion is when you are working in partnership or you're developing a community or you're, you're doing something, having a community and working in partnership is so important to the notion of allowing you to put out your best work because others are able to focus intensely on specifics and so you're not wearing multiple hats and they're not wearing multiple hats their only job is to look at that and so they're going to do that with excellence because that's all they have to do and so that comes when i start to think about things like business um for business contracting is important because the person you or the business you contract to or the organization you contract to that allows the business to take off the responsibility uh operating responsibilities of the thing that you're contracting for that contractor job is specific to that task and so therefore it allows your organization your business to work in excellence because you have set up um, operating procedures that are not independent of you in the business but are codependent on others because they can focus intensely and specifically and be the expert you can't we have we have this saying of being the jack of all trades but you can't be the and it says then the following part says and i felt like i rambled there so let me pull that back the jack of all trades but the expert of none and that whole phrase means you probably could do all of the things but because you're doing all of the things it makes you an expert at none of the things which means that excellence is not the output not perfect because no one has a level of perfection but you can give your best and give excellence but if you're trying to do it all then it you miss something because you're trying to do it all so you can't give that intense focus when we think about um even businesses that empowers another person if you're building a leader or building a leader that empowers that person to operate in their prime and in their excellence because they can focus specifically on that and now you've empowered them to do that thing and because you're recognizing their excellence you're able to lead in a way that people don't often see leadership because that person now knows that they're trusted in what they're doing they're operating in their prime they're able to focus on the intentionality of the task that they're doing that they're doing and then the organization is delivering excellence because you have specific focus so we think about like a car the um steering wheel's job is not to pull gas I, and you know what that's probably a horrible idea because i don't know anything about cars but the tires are not responsible for driving the car the gas pedal is not responsible doesn't have to think about you know um putting on the brake its only job is to 
toll gas and these aren't the right terms so <laughs> but its only job is to make that car move forward or backward make the car move uh, and so those types of things have you know specific functions for the job um, I used to be a biology teacher science teacher um, and I taught biology in the um, area of teaching science and I remember we when teaching students about the organization of life and cells and organelles and um, body um, organs how you know organelles come together cells come together to build organs organs come together to build organ system organelle cells make organelles are made up of cells I <laughs> almost forgot what I taught, not really just saying it. And then you have your organs and then your organ systems and then you have a full organism. Um, we talked about structure and function and what things were made for. And so specifically thinking about um, the heart, the heart is made up of certain cells and those cells have certain organelles and the structure of it, your heart is structured to do a specific job. Your heart is not structured to think. Your heart is not structured to breathe. Your heart is structured for the task of pumping blood through the body. And if the heart had to focus on thinking, it would not be able to do the job of pumping your blood with effectiveness and efficiency. And so because our organs are designed this way and it helps us to live life, as individuals, we are organs in the individual making up an organism, which makes up an organ system, which helps that system to work in its prime. Um, and so just thinking about businesses using communities, individuals who are able to operate in that. And because just, you know, putting out there, because I have a business that works in building relationships, this relationships overall is just um, very important to me. And so this topic is near and dear. Um, and because I have a business that works with other organizations to help build those relationships, it would be remiss of me not to mention this in detail, even more working with the community, bringing other individuals in, even you know, whether that's paid individual, whether that's a volunteer individual, allowing the community to work with the organization helps to bring different perspectives and helps to give intentionalized focus in different areas. Now thinking about parenting, because I work with parents um, as well, here's some practical things we can think about often with parenting and developing an organ system where we can intentionalize and specify jobs within that organ system of parenting community community is very important and we utilize the community because although we may be an independent parent um we're not because we utilize the community in the rearing and raising of our children one of the communities are schools other communities are camps and other organizations and you know gymnastics and football and basketball that's a community that's helping with your parenting practice and you partner with that community because they hopefully align with your values and we'll talk about that in just a second but also other parents that's part of your community having whether it's the um the other parent of that child um or if it's aunts or uncles or um siblings um those aren't parents but just thinking about that, but other individuals, family members, I should say, uh, friends, um, you know, things of that nature, godparents, all of those things help in 
your organ system of partnership. Um, your child, your child is your partner. They're going to be able to tell you, or maybe I shouldn't use the word tell, but yeah, tell you what works for them and what doesn't because they are always becoming just like you are always becoming. You are not the same person you were when you were eight, nine, ten, heck, you're not even the same person you were yesterday because it's called the evolution of life. It's life experiences help to shape who you are daily. And so being able to partner with your own child to always know, not necessarily, you know, I don't want to use don't know because I'm going to use that in a second, but have an understanding and having a partnership of who that person is and how to work with that person because you are working with your child. And it's important then to also say that the child that you're parenting now yeah, you need to parent them, but you are parenting your future child. Um, if you have a young child, then you're parenting your adult child. If you have an adult child, then you're parenting also who they are in the future because the decisions that you're the decisions that you're making are going to impact who they are later in life. Um, and so being able to have that partnership and that communication, again, is that evolution of life, those decisions. And my thought process is I I know you, I'm not perfect and nobody is perfect, but my hope is that I'm trying to make the best decision now so that I think, you know, counseling is very important for being able to partner and flesh out some things that are going on in your mind, but also being proactive in it and being able to have a a um, a partner or a community or an individual who you're partnering with to be able to have an objective view of the things that you are discussing and this could be like i say proactively thinking about it like there's not something going on you're just trying to have an objective viewpoint of your life as you're making those decisions um and so counseling i just think i just think should be something that you're one of your standard operating procedures for life so that you're not working independently and trying to figure that out all on your own and then of course counselors come in um a, a good tool for it when the, if there is trauma or if there is a situation that you're working through but even you know with partner with the counselor digging deeper into life to figure out you know why you behave the way you do why you do things the way you do to improve or to stamp in those things even more if they're things that are helping you to be effective but i say that to say my hope as a parent is when you are in counseling it's not because of something that i did intentionally to put you there and so i'm trying to be proactive in my actions so that that could be something that's not detriment to your growth now is that always the case probably not i'm sure there's counseling practices for things that I've done as a parent unknowingly, like, oh, that yelling probably is going to be something you talk about in counseling. Um, but nonetheless, and not making light of that, but just, you know, bringing that up as a just true and authentic point. But the last thing I want to I want to just hit on because I kept saying that I'm going to talk about it is the relationship and knowing and trusting. Um, I'm currently in the practice of doing like word studies. Words just really mean a lot to me and I really want to have an understanding and breaking down of words, but I think having a knowledge of words gives you a better context and a better understanding of what's being said or what's um, intentionalized. And so um, I do, you know, read and study my Bible. And one thing that I, word that I was looking up that was one of my studies was knowledge. And um, I want to impart this on you all, whether you, you know, study the Bible or not, it's still a word, um, knowledge. And thinking about the context that was written in Hebrew and the Hebrew word for knowledge is yada. And 
And studying that, I realized that when that word was used back in the um, ancient Semitic days, that word was not used in the context that we use it now, like knowledge. We look at, you know, books and university and schools and you gain those things. But then when you think back to that ancient time, there were no university schools, you know, books um, in the way that we have it now. And school was only for the elite. And so your knowledge really meant relationship and that's where the word yada means relationship and relationship in in a, in a sense of knowledge being intimate really knowing that person or that thing like having knowledge of farming means that you're intimate with it you really know it um because you are in it um even to the aspect of family you know families lived all together there was no you live at your house live house. we lived in a village together which meant that you had to be in relationship with those individuals and that relationship component meant trust um, in order to be in that relationship, there has to be a level of trust. Um, trust, back to what I said before, meant that I trust you to make the best decision because you have to know me to be able to make the best decision for me, which meant that we have to work together to know relationship, yada, one another in order to have each other's back because I can't even see my back. And so I have to be in relationship and trust you to be able to have my back. So I leave you with, um, and I think I've said this before in either other talks or um, parent tips, um, the concept of being you. Um, being you means that you're authentic and you're transparent and being you. And there's a level of authenticity and transparency that you can have even with others that you don't know. Or even when you're building relationships, obviously, um, in some relationships, you didn't want to get down and deep into the history of your past and things of that nature, but you still can bring your level of authenticity and being yourself in those relationships without having to tell all of your business. Um, and that's... Um, a concept that you know that we understand and we learn through just coaching practices and things like that of just being your authentic self but also coaching others how how do you be your authentic self without feeling like you have to tell all of your business but being you and showing up as you helps in the process of building relationships because if you are not being you then that person is building a relationship with your you know your representative and then where does that go because you can't hold up that person for long but BU also is an acronym that I use in that part of being you means when building relation when developing relationships the B is for building and so you do things that help to build that you gain information to be able to build on that that's a growth mindset E is engage and so that engagement means that conversation, you know, it's a give and take. You talk, I listen, I listen, um, I talk, you listen, and then we continue to build on that. But I'm actively listening. I'm not doing it for a transactional purpose. I'm engaging in this or I'm participating. So if, if it's something that you're doing, I'm there, I'm supporting. That's that engaging. Um, if you're going through something, you're listening here, that's that engaging. And then understand that's the the you um for understand and so 
I'm asking questions for a level of understanding. I'm not asking questions for judgment. I'm not um, watching for judgment. I'm not watching to see where I can insert myself. And um, I'm for understanding. I, I want to know more about you so that I can actively engage and continue to build with you. And so I leave you with this. You don't have your own back because you can't. You need others to have your back for you. And in that aspect of having your back, there's a level of knowledge, trust, but always remember to be you. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening and your support. These talks are brought to you by Tyler's Chronicles Consulting, where our mission is to confront the existing gap in parent involvement and engagement stemming from the insufficiency of robust and aligned resources and support. Our vision for Tyler's Chronicles is to equip and empower families with tools and skills essential for developing habits that nurture and fortify relationships. If you're interested, please see the description in the podcast and visit my website and contact me and schedule a free consultation. Thanks again for your support.